These are days of tough times and ongoing uncertainties. But in Spring Branch, we're taking tangible steps to help our local businesses by telling neighbors about PPP loans, linking them to online courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. In Spring Branch, we speak more than 145 different languages, and that diversity translates into a thriving economy. Our district's a melting pot. It's a great place to find the staff you need. Spring Branch is working for business. Yours. Find out more at spmd.org. Hi, and welcome to Looped In. This is the Houston Chronicle podcast all about real estate. The dirt, the deals, the people, the places, it's all here. I'm Rebecca Schutz, real estate reporter at the Houston Chronicle. Today, we're talking about some of the fallout of the winter storm that rolled through the state in February. Hundreds of Houston renters went weeks without water, meaning they could not cook, shower, do their laundry, or flush the toilet. And today, many are still struggling with the water damage to their apartments. The situation has shown a light on how weak Texas laws protecting tenants are here compared to elsewhere in the country. One of the people searching for options more than a month after the storm is Alexander Vera, who lives with his wife and daughter in West Houston. Since he speaks Spanish, his brother-in-law, Francisco, joined and helped translate. My name is Francisco Solis. I am the brother-in-law of Alexander Vera here. Okay. <laughs> Quick note, he goes by Alex, but his first name is actually Haider, which is what we use in the story. On March 16th, a month after February storm swept through Texas, they were still living with the damage. Yeah, and can you just show me? Sure. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. As his five-year-old daughter slept, he took us into her bedroom and pointed out the mold growing up the walls. Spots of black running along either side of the bedroom had started sprouting fuzz. This was a here last time I came, so it's been growing pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, this whole entire wall has been gutted, same thing with the one over there, and likely the ceiling as well. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's best for them just to move out. <laughs> She's a deep sleeper. Yeah. She sleeps well. Yeah. Si, si, si. No sabe lo que está pasando alrededor. And that's why they want to move out because they don't want her to actually remember this as like, you know, we lived in these bad conditions and stuff like that. And that's where many tenants are butting up against the problem. Conditions have suddenly changed. They want to move to a better living situation, but they're locked in a lease. Bueno, yo, mi contrato se vence en diciembre. My contract is over in December. Sí, pero yo yo me voy a ir porque no puedo seguir exponiendo a, a mi esposa y a mi hija al mold porque todos sabemos que el mold es un cáncer. He said that he can't, um, that, you know, his contract does end in December, but he can't stay here any longer. You know, he can't continue to expose their, his children, his child, and his wife uh, through this mold. You know, he's scared that something's drastic going to happen and their health is in risk. So he's just deciding to move out either way. On paper, the state's renters have the right to end their lease if their apartment's condition has deteriorated to the point where it impacts their physical health or safety. And the landlord does not make repairs in a reasonable time frame, which is usually defined as seven days. To exercise that right, renters are required to either give their landlord two notices or send them a letter by certified mail. 
But I spoke with housing attorneys in the state, and they said, in practice, this can be trickier than it seems. Fred Fuchs, an attorney at the nonprofit Texas Rio Grande Legal Aid, told me, quote, where you can run into problems is you can give notice and say, this is uninhabitable as a tenant, and the landlord disagrees. In that situation, a tenant who has given proper notice and moved out may find that their landlord has nonetheless reported a broken lease to credit reporting agencies, which damages your credit score and makes it difficult to find another apartment to rent. And Fuchs said that while a former tenant could sue over this situation, that option was not realistic because few people have the means, and there are not enough nonprofit lawyers to take on such cases. He described the situation as another world. By contrast, in other states, renters can take more proactive measures. In Oregon, law requires that apartments always meet certain livability standards, which include floors, walls, and ceilings, and good repair. And if they dip below those standards, you can give your landlord a 30-day notice of an intention to move unless a problem is fixed. That's according to John Van Landingham, a legal aid lawyer with the Oregon Law Center. In Washington, a renter can also reach out to a local health inspection agency. I was talking to Tyler Graber, an attorney at the Northwest Justice Project, and he explained that the agency will come out and inspect the apartment, and if they think it's substandard or dangerous in any way, they can condemn it. And in that situation, a Washington renter can get relocation assistance. That's $2,000 to move or three times your monthly rent, whichever is greater. But in Texas, because the consequences of a poor credit score are so high, and because renters are stuck in this situation where it's hard to both protect that score and assert their rights outside of going to court, Fuchs said there is little relief for tenants as a practical manner. And there are a lot of renters reporting problems with their living conditions here in Houston. In Houston, you can call 311 if you have a problem. And I looked up the number of complaints about health code violations, failure to meet minimum standards, and other habitability issues, which include problems with plumbing and electricity. In the four weeks ending March 23rd, there were 651 complaints. After living through this situation, Alex would welcome more protections. Uh, and if they had the regulations, they had like this kind of like a, a guide that said, like, you know, if, if a natural disaster or an act of mm-hmm. God, because this is considered to, my, to me an act mm-hmm. of God, you know, uh, happens, you know, they should have the right to be able to move on without having to worry about termination fees or either uh, or, or the credit going bad. because. They, they... Fortunately, in Alex's case, it did not come down to that. When he began looking for new places to stay, Vera had the understanding that it might hurt his credit. He said Comuna Property Management, the manager of the Villas del Paseo complex in West Houston, turned down his request to move. But fortunately, in his case, it did not come down to that. When we reached out to Comuna Property Management, a spokesperson said it would allow renters such as Vera to leave without penalty. They said that as long as renters, many of whom are currently engaging in a rent strike, bring their accounts up to date, they will be free to move. In the statement, they said that such renters, quote, will not owe any future rent, which can mean the multiples of thousands, and we are waiving our rights to that future rent. And they also said, quote, we will not report on or penalize rental history due to the early termination of the lease. We wanted to go above and beyond what is customary, end quote. But as Francisco pointed out, that was not always a certain outcome. And after going through this, they would have appreciated the peace of mind that would come with stronger tenant protections. Well, wonderful to meet you. 
Thanks so much for showing me. Gracias por haberla dejado venir y conocerte y mira todo. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you ever want to send an idea for a podcast to just say hey, you can reach out on Facebook or Twitter. I'm at R.A. Shoots. That's R-A-S-C-H-U-E-T-Z. And on our show notes, if you go to HoustonChronicle.com slash looped in, we'll have linked to our two stories following the subjects, as well as photos of the state of these apartments. Special thanks to our guests, Francisco Solis and Alex Vera, and to the attorneys who spoke with us, and Community Property Management, who sent in a statement. Thanks to our print editors, Jonathan Diamond and Rob Gavin. Thanks to Farrell Gibbs and his band All the Komodos for the theme music. And thanks to Scott Kingsley for producing. Until next time.